0: Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RCAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative.
1: Welcome to another episode of Artsy AF. Thanks for being here. This week's podcast is with Phil Lewis. Phil's about the nicest guy you could ever wish to meet. He's an amazing artist, and he's incredible at creating a business around his art. He's also an amazing community builder. Uh, I found this podcast to be particularly inspiring. Phil is on point. He's like a Zen monk out in the wild, creating joyful, beautiful, loving art and spreading it across the world. Yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy in five, four, three, two. <coughs> We usually just hit record and then pick it up whenever. Just go yeah, what'd it? you have for lunch today?
2: Oh God, did I even eat lunch? <laughs> Uh-oh. No, I did. I did. Oh, okay. I did. I had to think about it. There goes Mike.
1: Oh right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Wood grain bagels. Ooh. Delicious. Like mm. a bagel
2: sandwich? Yep. I got a VLT there for vegan. Ooh. Like deep fried seitan nuggets. Right on. Sounds Very nice. Totally delicious.
0: Sounds delicious. delicious. Mm-hmm. In honor of the full moon.
1: <laughs> Bagel sandwich. Yeah. So oh, yeah. We're here with Phil Lewis in his amazing gallery here at what's the address?
2: Uh the address here is two zero three four Pearl Street. Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you're in Boulder, come check it out.
2: Please do. Anytime.
1: So it's like uh it's an art gallery, tons of awesome Phil products. Uh and we then got you, jackets. Jackets. Lenticular prints. Lenticular prints, skateboards. What else you got here?
2: It really goes on and on. I have <laughs> frisbee golf <laughs> discs, does. stickers, pop sockets, prints, engraved items of all types, water bottles, hats, prints, puzzles, phone cases, coloring books, Wow! patches, yeah. all sorts of stuff. It's just it's pretty endless. I've really tried to experiment with pretty much everything that I can think of in different ways to express and share my artwork and to get people stoked on how they're going to be stoked with it, so...
1: It's super impressive and super inspiring. Mm. Man, thanks a lot. I'm, I've been so curious, like, what has been your journey from starting to make art to get here? I'm sure it's a, a lot of steps, but, like, how the fuck does this happen? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, it is a long story, <laughs> I suppose. Um, as far as, like, getting, whew, I don't even know. I think I should probably throw it all the way back. Yeah. Um, I've always been into artwork, you know, I was, um, way into it when I was a little kid, more than I guess some kids are. I was like just super stoked on coloring books and just making art. And, um, my parents were always like super supportive of it. They were like, this is awesome. Like such a great thing to be doing. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I got a lot of encouragement along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, even though, you know, at the time I was you know, all kids love to make art. It's like, it wasn't anything special. It's just, it was encouraged. So that was awesome. And, it kind of just like i guess right around high school like early high school is when it started to be like i think i really like art yeah <laughs> Not yeah. just like it's something fun to do it's like oh this is actually something i really like and so i don't know i just really started to spend more time making art and then also less time doing other things and <laughs> you know i mean i can think back to like I don't even know, freshman year or something back when we had those like blue canvas covered notebooks, you know, mm-hmm. just like yeah. the ballpoint pen, just like scratching <laughs> ACDC <laughs> logos in there and stuff, you know, like that was kind of like when I started to be like, Oh, I think I really like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more fun for me to draw than it was to like take notes and, yeah. you know, so oh, yeah, I, I kind of like felt the art vibe pretty early. Um, and then I guess I was just continually encouraged to do it. You know, like I took all my art classes in high school and, you know I had a good time with it It was great it was my favorite classes but I was kind of like wanting to do more than like what they were offering so I took a couple of classes at um, Sierra Nevada Community College which is in Incline Village in Tahoe where I grew up it's a really small college but I was like taking college level art classes when I was in high school so, you know, wow. I was like into it and, and I loved it and so it just kind of went on and, on and on and on and on from there but uh that was like the beginnings of it. It was like just encouragement and support and exploration. Um, I guess I really kind of hit a huge turning point when I started to show my artwork at like fairs and Mm -hmm. festivals Mm -hmm. and it started to really sort of expose it to more people than just like my immediate circle. It was like, pretty obvious pretty quick that like people were responding to what I was doing. Right. So um, again, just like really feeling this encouragement and this support from now sort of like beyond my immediate community. And it was like, okay, I think there's something here, you know, like, um, and I just really kind of like kept fueling that fire.
1: And And like when you started doing those street festivals and stuff, were you making this style of art?
2: Then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this style that I've kind of developed really evolved from just doodling really is what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, I was always really into patterns, you know, you get going with something and you repeat it and you do it again and again, and it like gets better and better as you do it. And like, right. by the end of the, like, whatever it is you're working on, you're like, well, it's actually pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah. um, so I've always been into doodling and so, and line work and like comics and, and just like drawing really in general. Um, and so when I sort of started to make artwork that was like more focused and more like complete. It was, it was in this style, mm-hmm. when it like kind of clicked for me. It was like, Oh, okay, I'm going to try and like make art, not just yeah. doodle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I started off some of my real early pieces were like landscape inspired. Like I grew up in Tahoe, which is a super beautiful, yeah. magical, just amazing place on this planet. And I've always felt really in tune with nature and the animals and just like sunsets and rock formations and the lake and just like really feeling, you know, the natural surroundings mm-hmm. and so my first few pieces were like landscape inspired like trying to capture that essence of tahoe in a piece of uh, art yeah and in like a focused drawing that went all the way across the page instead mm-hmm. of just like little doodles in the corner it was like okay i'm gonna try and make like a piece of art and so i started just doing landscapes of places that i was inspired by and then it kind of evolved from there into starting to add animals into these landscapes mm-hmm. because the animals live in these landscapes Yeah, you know? and right. was, like, exploring like what was possible with this like concept of of like making art like with a little bit more focus and so yeah my early work was definitely kind of like in this style I haven't really like changed my style in 20 years
1: yeah nice well, it's like your style is your style yeah, right? yeah. kind of organically forms into this shape where it, it seems like you've like you never left the landscapes behind. You just kept building more and more layers on it with like animals and geometric patterns and like weaving these tapestries of all these interesting things together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Super awesome.
1: So like, how do you go from, you started doing like music festivals, right? And then this is your second gallery studio space Mm -hmm. in Boulder. Like when did you open your first space?
2: Um, Oh man, I mean, I've had like many different sort of studios that served as like a mini retail like area just for meeting clients and fans of my art, um, to sort of like slowly expanding into like more of like a retail environment. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it's always had a studio component. It's always like, well, if I'm going to make art here, I might as well have stuff for sale here too. And yeah. so if people can come see me make an art or meet me or whatever and like buy stuff as well. Cause mm-hmm. like you have to sell art to survive, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah that's kind of, it's morphed and evolved. In. And this space even has like really kind of gone another uh, step further in that direction to being more of a gallery. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of forget what the question was there. <laughs> like, how did <laughs> you, off. did
1: you have like, what was there a particular moment where you, I don't know, decided to like, open a legitimate retail Mm -hmm. space and like take that leap or
2: yeah I think I had a a few series of like life events that all happened kind of around the same time that led to me wanting to sort of stop moving Mm -hmm. (laughs) as much yeah and like planting roots down a little bit more uh, solidly and that was when my son was born I have a five-year-old um my son Robin who's everything and so when he was born I was like very aware of the fact that I need to be at home. I need Mm. to be around for this because he's only going to be these ages once, you know, and I want to be there for that. And I want to experience that. And it's been super powerful and inspiring in every way. And so that kind of like, you know, that that was almost six years ago now. And at that point I kind of like stepped out of the lead role from vending music festivals and sort of handed that off to a team and sort of started to begin focusing on like, okay, what can I do? That's not going to, where I won't have to be on the road for two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And so many stars aligned and found this space and it just totally all worked out. It was amazing, amazing, uh, series of events that led to this happening. Yeah. You know, I feel super blessed. I'm grateful to be here sitting here right now doing this. It's just phenomenal. I can't even believe it's happening. Um, and so I would say, I would definitely say that like becoming a parent and sort of exiting the festival scene a little bit has led to this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So wait, you were in a band, right? I was. Yeah, yeah. what were you guys called?
2: Yeah. We were called Storytime. Yeah? yeah? So
0: what were the what were the dates on on Storytime?
2: Oh, man, that was from about two thousand and one to probably two thousand and eight. Nice. A good seven year run there. It was myself, my two younger brothers sweet we rocked out. It was super fun. <laughs> yes. uh, feels like another life ago, you know, like I, <laughs> it's like, that was a seriously another existence that yeah. had very little to do with what I'm doing now, but it was fantastic.
0: <laughs> were you, uh, were you m- making like, Art for the band or anything? Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and, you know, the, the kind of, it all plays into like where we are now, you know? Yeah. And so there's definitely, um, I was starting to get my feet wet with like design when uh-huh. I was with, with my brothers playing music because I was doing all of our album graphics and tour posters and Red. like t shirt designs and mm. starting to sort of like figure out what merchandising was about. Yeah. And, um, you know, at one point, halfway through that journey or so, I started to sort of, Start selling prints at our merch table mm-hmm. and like greeting cards and some other products. Like, I came out with my coloring book around that time, the first edition, and it was like all of a sudden there was like way more action at the merch table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started bringing lights and like lit up the art a bit more and and had like all these offerings that you don't normally see at like a band merch table. Right. It was more like, whoa, this is like an art table. Yeah, yeah. And so that was like very, very root of like the vending thing for me. It was okay. like, okay, I'm gonna put this out into the world and see what happens. And you know, we were playing big venues, the Fox Theater, the Bowler Theater. We got to play Red Rocks once, you know, we, wow. we, were, we were like Damn. really, the side stage. Let's just clarifying. <laughs> Not lucky enough to play the main stage. Really. The side stage was awesome, but uh, you know. So I, I was kind of like experimenting with like, okay, w- let's see if this works, yeah. and it, it started to work, and it was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. It, once again, like the feedback and the support and the encouragement was like totally there for the art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when my uh, brother Tony had his first daughter, it kind of like took a little bit of a toll on the band and, sure. and the amount of time that we all had. And then, you know, he had a second daughter and it was like, yes. okay, now it's just, it's just kind of slipping away. And yeah. we made this decision collectively to sort of like abandon the music uh, industry at that point. And I, I, it made this pretty smooth transition from like touring around the country with my bass rig to touring around the country with my art rig (laughs) it was like same trailer same van. i (laughs) I just like switched the stuff that i put in it yeah and and that right around that time is when i um you know i was doing things like the boulder creek festival and like some like art fairs and and seeing some success there but it wasn't really until um you know, I did my first like music festival was uh Sonic bloom in 2008 uh, in winter nice. park. And it was like, boom, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. game mm-hmm. changer, like totally opened Sweet. my eyes to like, Whoa, this is like where I need to be. This is like the yeah. target market. This is, this is amazing. And it totally just blew the door open for for the rest of that run that lasted like 12
0: years. Sweet. So, you so were you live painting back in the day at first no, or you not know, at all? I'm like Just not, vending. I've
2: never, ever live painted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, wow. it's kind of crazy. You know, I mean, I see what you got, all you guys are doing and I'm really inspired by it. It's amazing, but it's not something that I like have ever even really tried. Huh. Like, my work is very focused and mm-hmm. you know, single light bulb in the studio with my headphones on i'm in my own zone just right totally focused on what i'm doing and so i don't know i'm intrigued by what could what could happen there but i just have yet to go into that realm
1: yeah i'm the same way i i like paint like every ever so often because yeah i like to like get down in it you know and especially with your creative technique it's like you do a lot of uh like ink or pencil drawings, then you digitize them mm-hmm. and like draw them on there. Is that kind of where you fall in now?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've like I've developed this process over the years. It's definitely evolved, but it, it, at the very beginning of it all is like pencil, mm-hmm. pencil mm-hmm. on paper. That to me is like the most direct artistic expression. There's just really nothing between you and the ether. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. A blank piece of paper and a Pencil, just charcoal pencil. It's like boom. So for me, that's been the most sort of accurate way for me to transcribe what's going on in my mind and my brain to like a surface, like a physical yeah. sort of image. Um, but then I take those drawings and. I'll scan them into Photoshop and bring them up on a tablet, like a Wacom Satik tablet, zoom way in on the pencil drawing, and then start a new layer above it and start tracing over the line work that I had done with the pencil. And mm-hmm. so I'm really like attempting to sort of recreate that pencil drawing digitally, but still retain the organic hand drawn, like human feel to totally it. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm like, you know, when I first started doing it, I didn't really know what I was doing and didn't know why I was doing it. it was just a loved it and it was really yeah. fun to do and so it's evolved into this like technique that's super focused it's mm-hmm. like i see the end of it like before i even start right on yeah and cool. i didn't know the stages that i need to go through in order to get there cool it's a crazy technique <laughs> but i love it it's 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 become what i do
1: it's like finding your own madness you know and yeah. just riding that unique wave that you have of yeah. how your creativity manifests yeah and uh yeah when you follow your heart and how you want to create uh look what the fucking
2: happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think, I think it's really cool. What I really appreciate about your success is that you have this amazing space and you bring in artists from all around the community to throw art shows. I had one of my first solo art shows here and it was, I think it's really cool that you use your success to bring other people on board and support them as well.
2: Totally. I mean, you know, really the whole goal with art, I feel, is to inspire inspiration, you know, which comes right back at you. And it's like, it's a circular thing. It's like when you inspire somebody else that lights you up inside and lights them up, they make something that lights someone else up. It's just like, it's like, Continually, it's a snowball effect. And so yeah. that was a, another goal of opening this space, like a legitimate space on Pearl Street with lights. And like, you know, the public is welcome anytime. It's like, I want to expose the community to awesome artwork, yeah. right? That That's really one of the major focuses of this space now is, is to just like be this like, Vessel for yeah. the art community. Um, oh, absolutely. And and you know when I first kind of got into it, the idea for it, it was definitely exciting. But the reaction and the turnouts have been way more awesome than I could ever have imagined. It's Gets been packed. Great. Yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. packed. In yeah. yeah. And and really, what that is is like there's a there's a gap in in the the scene here so there's a ton of artists living here we're all here we're doing right. our thing mm-hmm. but there's not many venues for it yeah. you know you can find us at festivals you like in find,
0: Boulder in particular yeah, in
2: Boulder yeah. in particular like yeah. there's there's not really many other art venues that are showcasing you know definitely edgy, psychedelic visionary artwork whatever right. you want to call it like this type of stuff like mm-hmm. our right. work it's like there's nowhere else for it to go yeah or yet yeah and so yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it's, it's a supreme honor for me to get to do that mm-hmm. and it's just been really cool to see everybody turn up and support it and i mean all of our shows have been really successful and it just feels really good to give back to you know not just the community but also the artists like i yeah, want to support absolutely. other artists like i i've made it this far and it's been due to the support i've received so it's like i just want to give back what i can to other artists mm-hmm. at this point
1: Beautiful. That's what's up.
0: So you've been going to festivals now for, or I guess your brand has been going to festivals for what, 12 years now?
2: Yeah, I think it's been about 12 years. I mean, even before Sonic Bloom, I was doing fairs, but you know, music festivals were a big thing. Yeah. It became a big thing. And and so that was, that started in 2008. So good solid 10 years there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's been phenomenal. You know, I've had just gained so much support through that run it's more than I could ever have fathomed, you know? Yeah. been super fortunate to work with a lot of brands and a lot of businesses and organizations along the way that are involved in that scene that have just, again, just been so supportive. It's mm-hmm. like, it feels like my home, you know, yeah. it's like, it's great. It's really awesome. What's happening right now with the art scene. It's, mm-hmm there's something happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is.
1: That's yeah. why we, yeah, for sure. that's why we started this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, we got to document this. Something's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Very, very cool. Um, but um, maybe if you want, talk about how the festival scene has changed, uh, not only with vending, but also with more artists kind of mm-hmm. coming on the scene, because I feel like you among like a handful of other people, kind of inspired like our generation mm-hmm. Totally. and now we're six or seven years into it and we're seeing kind of other people mm-hmm. kind of blossom up. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been the biggest difference maybe in the last three or four years that you've noticed?
2: Just, really overall attendance yeah. you know, and attention to it um, mm-hmm. and awareness of it you know I feel like some of the earlier festivals were a lot more grassroots and they are a mm-hmm. lot more underground and it yeah, was like yeah. this kind of special thing that was happening it felt so just you know, special in a way yeah, precious. Yeah. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it's expanded into way more of a mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I think there's definitely positives and negatives to that. Um, one of the positives that I really try and focus on is the fact that it has given other artists the abilities to say, Whoa, this is something I can do. Right. You know, I, yeah. can, right. I can do this. Uh-huh. I can, I can rent an easy up and I can throw up a booth and I can, I can really like hustle if I want to. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's pretty cool. It's been cool to be sort of like on the forefront of that. I mean, there's people doing it long before I was, but yeah, I do feel fair. like I got into it at like a very kind of like crucial time right. like for myself and my journey it was like yeah. this is meant to be this is what I need to do mm-hmm. and I had a really good run at it but I you know I have seen it sort of plateau and come mm-hmm. to the point where it's there's a lot of saturation yeah there's a lot of people doing it and it's awesome cuz it gives you the opportunity but it also sort of in a way just a little bit it sort of dilutes it a little bit mm-hmm. um totally it, it, compared to like ah, when i was
1: first getting into it it was so unique and new and like exciting yeah, special yeah, yeah. and yeah. like yeah how do you deal with maybe that feeling of uh, uh plateauing or uh because mm. that can be a scary kind of feeling if you feel that happening sure like how do you react to something like that
2: Well, personally in my journey, that's kind of exactly when I shifted gears into this and like, I've been super fortunate to have had this path so far this way. I can't say that it would happen for everybody, Yeah. but it it gave me an opportunity to be like, okay, what's next? Like Mm -hmm. I've kind of like done this and it's been totally amazing. And I owe so much gratitude to that, to that run, but what what's what's next for me you know and and so opening this space and starting to host art shows and sort of be way more involved in the community has been just equally if not more supportive than the festival scene Mm -hmm. was for me and so that's super exciting yeah yeah (laughs) and you're being exposed to the
1: the masses not just trippy mm -hmm. heady kids
2: yeah yeah you know that is something that i've kind of like always focused on is being appealable to all demographics that i Mm -hmm. can be you know and i saw a lot of that at Things like the Boulder Creek Festival, like I've done that show for the last twelve years in a row. That was the first festival I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, before, like Sonic Bloom in the music scene, was like I split a booth with my buddy Raj. He was doing glass art, and he was we we, we had half glass, half art. Mm-hmm. And that was another like eye opening experience. It was like, holy cow, this is what this is awesome. This is what we need to do. And so, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's all about just like going with it. You know, you have to kind of shift gears when you need to into mm-hmm. different things. And so. And it's impossible to predict that. It's like, I, I, 10 years ago, I would never have been able to tell you that we'd be sitting here on Pearl Street. Like sure, yes. right? Like, yeah, right. So I that, don't really that's know. That's like Just a scary,
1: that's a scary feel like, because it's so inspiring watching you, you know, you've been doing it longer than I have and so successful. And then it, it's like scary. Sometimes you feel personally, I don't know if you feel this way, Andrew, like sometimes you might plateau or not know what the way forward is. All the but, time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I but, suppose like yeah, you just keep making art, yeah, be a nice person and trust yeah. that it it will work out yeah. in its own unique way. Uh-huh. I suppose.
2: I think one of the biggest things that can be in your way, the only thing, the only thing that can stand in your way is doubting yourself. Mm, if sure. you doubt yourself, it's not going to happen. There's no That's way true. it's going to happen if you yeah. doubt yourself. But if if you have faith in yourself and you believe in what you're doing, then eventually doors are going to open. Things are going to happen. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep doing it. Like Mm -hmm. it's about being dedicated, working really hard and just totally not ever doubting yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
2: You know, it might feel hard at times. You might feel down. It might be like a struggle, but you'll get through that, you know, and you'll push through and the next thing will come along. And do you feel like where you are now, do you still go through those waves
1: of doubt knocking on the door?
2: Absolutely. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it happens to all of us. We're, we're human. We're human, you know, it's like you can, it happens, but you really just need to try and focus on the positive things and be grateful for what you've been given and it will overcome that, you know, but oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I totally do. I struggle with, Lots of things like that, you know, this <laughs> is yeah. just, just this major adulting we have going on uh-huh. in here. You know? yeah, like yeah. A lot of responsibilities on my shoulder at this point. Um, and so just got to, just have to keep the faith, you know, just like keep on pushing. And
0: do you still uh, with, with all this uh, with the storefront and all the, these different types of uh, merch items, do you still find time every day to sit down and create?
2: I try I to make it a point to have at least one moment of like, okay, I'm going to do something fun and art related right yeah, now yeah. and just like do it, just like push everything else aside and like focus on nice. art. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely will say that, you know, as I've been, so focused on the business aspect of like opening this like a retail storefront, like the business has definitely taken a front seat at this yeah. point. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I know <clears> I'm focused. I'm like, I'm going to get through the initial sort of like the first few years here and be able to dive more headfirst into art again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, miraculously somehow I do make new art. It's like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Like I, and so I, I feel that some of my most recent work is some of my best. It's mm-hmm. like, I, yes. I, I usually try and grow with each piece, you know, like learn from what I made in the last one and and what I liked when I didn't like about it and apply it to the next one and, and just like just add to these building blocks and just kind of continue to evolve this style and like what's possible with it um and so yeah I mean I have less time for it at the moment but I know there mm-hmm. will be more time in the future yeah for
1: sure and you're almost like more effective in those moments that you have because you've taken on such a beautiful responsibility uh-huh.
2: <laughs> absolutely totally like <laughs> Well, a big one on that note also is parenting. Yeah. (laughs) Parenting is huge. It changed my life completely. And what it did there too was like, okay – before I was a parent, I could stay up until three in the morning if I wanted to, four Mm -hmm. in the morning and just make art and like whatever. It doesn't matter if I sleep in the morning but when you become a parent, all of a sudden, you have to get up early every single day. You have to be at this place at this time and this thing and this thing and the other thing and it's like, it it kind of takes over everything so what it really does is like for me, it made me like really hyper-focused in the times that I did have for focusing on art. It was like, okay, I have one hour. Like, let's hammer it. You're not not fucking around. (laughs) No more messing around just like get (laughs) to the point you know and Uh so uh, and i i feel that that's been inspiring for me it's been it's Mm -hmm. made me focus like and i can dig that you know it's It's almost like a a zen practice in a
1: way it's like cut out all the fat everything Mm -hmm. you do is effective and has purpose and intention yeah oh yeah it's like how like how has having a kid just changed your relationship to yourself and your art it's huge (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) so huge uh yeah. I mean, what happens when you become a parent among, among many other things is that life no longer is about you. Sure, <laughs> It's really yeah. not. It's yeah. like, you're responsible for this being, you need to, you need to support this being, you need to, uh, do everything you can to nurture its well being. And so everything that you do in the periphery, all of your work and your leisure and all these other things, like it all comes down to like is your kid okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really, it really has changed everything, Mm -hmm. but it like I kind of mentioned, it made me focus. And so I appreciate that at the same time. And there's levels of love and joy that cannot be expressed in words that happen become when you become a parent. It's, it blew my mind wide open. Nice. And I feel like I've tried to use some of that in my work and I feel like my work is evolving and, and, and Robin has been like a real uh, addition to that, you Mm -hmm. know, It hasn't taken anything away.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it informs your work in a deeper sense without even trying. It's just your whole reality has shifted. It's like it's not this egoic game anymore. It's like I have somebody to live for.
2: Absolutely. Right. Crush the ego completely. It's about (laughs) now it's about him. You know, it's like what am I, I, you know, I'm going to leave a legacy. And so he's going to be the one to like handle that in some way you know (laughs) like he's going to live with the fact that bill lewis is his dad and Mm -hmm. like that's awesome i'm so excited for him and so it just changed it definitely changes things yes has awesome. he
0: shown any interest in uh art absolutely yeah
2: yeah he's way into it i nice. try to encourage him all the time we do the coloring books like daily yeah and you know i've recently got some like coloring apps on the ipad for him, and I, like only let him draw on the ipad like, nice yeah, yeah, i'm nice, doing too many silly games i mean every once in a while but it's mostly like okay we could draw on the ipad but then mm-hmm. we'll bust it out and i'll do have mine next to him and we'll be like drawing on the ipad it's pretty cool it's pretty special that's some badass shit to have (laughs) Uh, like a
1: father who's a working artist professional artist yeah i I think that's a a beautiful thing and i think it's like uh maybe often overlooked of like uh taking on the responsibility of becoming a father which is something i'm interested in and want to see and yeah Mm -hmm. i think you show a a really cool example and uh a, a cool model for that that like You can take any path, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I, I don't know. It it seems like, um, becoming a parent is like almost become taboo in the creative community. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I just find it inspiring to see somebody that can actually take on that endeavor and, uh, persist through it and actually expand as
2: a being because of it. That's awesome. So <laughs> yeah. I, and ho- hopefully I can inspire other people to do the sort of the same thing if they if they want to, if that's their choice. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it, it can be so rewarding, like yeah. beyond rewarding and um also super challenging. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but you have to rise to that challenge and it's like right. I feel like my whole existence has is leveled up since yeah. that has happened. Yeah, so you know, I, I it's good. <laughs> so
0: you're you're more efficient with your time. Yep. Um you're not thinking about your just yourself anymore. Yep. Uh, how do you, what are some ways you like get into the flow of creating? Like, what is your, are there other things that you, you dabble in or, or do like as
2: far as things that inspire me yeah 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 sure. I, well i mean I, i've always been into board sports you know nice. like when i grew up i was a little skate rat like that's all we did was skateboard all the time and that's cool you know snowboarding came around and that was like whoa now we can snowboard this is amazing so really got into snowboarding and and that progressed into wakeboarding and kiteboarding and foil surfing and like all these other like board sports like i've always been super into board sports and for me that's like, it's such a creative physical activity. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. no matter what you do on a board, you are going to inherently infuse your own style into it. Totally. Like, that's what know, it's all about. Yeah. I mean, nice. and it's like, there's such reward in like doing something like that. It feels mm-hmm. so damn good. Like there's nothing in the world that compares to like, landing a kickflip off a set of stairs. It's just like, Mm -hmm. that is it, you know, Uh that's the gold. And so when I get out there and I, 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 you know, lately the last few years, I've been doing a lot of wake surfing out on the Boulder reservoir. It's just the most phenomenal experience of my life.
1: You have a uh, custom Phil Lewis graphic.
2: I do. Yeah. I worked (laughs) real closely with Jeff Whaler from, uh, Whaler's from Soulcraft, uh, surfboards to make some just totally epic wrapped wake surfboards that Hell are yeah. pretty awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty fun to look down on when you're standing on them <laughs> gliding across the water does it
0: ever distract you <laughs> uh,
2: no nah, not really you get in the zone oh, you're, you're not thinking about it <laughs> getting in and out of the water with it is when you're like whoa <laughs> cool yeah so I don't know yeah like like activities like that are really inspirational for me um, but also just being outside like hiking I hike my dog every day I'm, I'm out. out in the in, on the trails it's like being in the natural environment and sort of like turning the phone off and, and like turning your brain off a little bit, but then also turning it on. Yeah. <laughs> in another way, you know, just like, uh, just really appreciating, uh, being able to walk and breathe yeah. and be a Unplug a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that really helps me to like process awesome what is going on in my life and then Sweet. how to sort of translate that into artwork, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: it seems like you found a really nice balance in life has that been something that like came naturally naturally to you have you do you have like specific practices for finding balance or
2: um i mean not really i guess yeah. i don't know that there's specific practices i i think that as long as i am able to do some of the things i love to do like hiking and board sports then mm-hmm. then the work stuff isn't as hard yeah <laughs> you know yeah. you have to have an outlet you know like a, a physical outlet i think um mm-hmm. i i go in and out of practice with yoga and i do really appreciate that there's times when it's a big part of my life and there's yeah. times when it's not but you know yeah finding balance is, is huge mm-hmm. and I've always been super left brain, right brain. Like I'm like way into like making crazy artwork, but I'm also way into like being an entrepreneur and like running a business and crunching numbers and like doing all that like hardcore uh, business stuff. So for me that like maintains a pretty smooth balance. Blessed
1: with a nice brain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
2: whatever. I don't know. I get excited about it. You know, it's like it makes something look cool. And then I'm like, okay, what can I put that on that will yeah. look, make that thing look cool? <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It like well, expands. And that's something that I'm, I'm interested in is, I mean, you have your art on everything anybody can think about. I have a PAX too with your art on it. Nice. <laughs> Shout out PAX.
2: <laughs> nice. Sponsor that's, our show. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: Like, how did you find yourself with all these products? You just yeah. were experimenting or?
2: Well, I mean, bits and pieces, you know, you pick it up here and there. I, I, I think at the core though, really for me, what it is, is like wanting to share my artwork. Mm-hmm. And um, a good way to do that is to make things that people can interact with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not just when you when you're sitting here looking at a piece of art you're interacting with it because you're looking right. at it but when you're sitting here physically grabbing the pieces of this puzzle and like putting it together and working with it you're mm. like actually with it you Yeah, know? you're yeah. participating with it and you're,
1: so you're creating that
2: piece yeah <laughs> you're 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 contributing to you're it you're like really. having
1: an experience yeah, yeah.
2: And, and i really try to do that with my coloring books you know and like the phone cases like when if you have a super cool phone case you can pull it out of your pocket and share it with your friends or mm-hmm. people that you're just meeting or whatever like you know having things on you that can express your interest in art and things that maybe you're turned on by in my work. Yeah. You know, like wearing a hoodie or something. It's like you wear one of these things out, you're going to get stopped and people are going to be like, Whoa, what is that? You You, know, you're you're going to start a conversation. It's
1: like throwing out these icebreakers everywhere. It's like, Oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. totally.
2: So I've always wanted to like make stuff that you can interact with like skateboards. You can like ride that down the street and it's a piece of art, but it's also a kick-ass skateboard. Hell yeah. And like a frisbee golf disc. It's like you go out with your buds (laughs) and throw that, you know it's like Mm -hmm. you're with it you're actually holding it and doing something with it and so that's something that's always been core to my sort of like entrepreneurialism is -hmm. like creating products that you can participate with Mm -hmm. and that's been pretty powerful
0: so uh, i'm just kind of thinking from like a younger artist stance how exactly do you go about printing something on a disc for disc golf or printing (laughs) something on a a skateboard? Do you just reach out to companies? Or? Yeah,
2: I mean, I've always been very focused on vetting all of my vendors. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I have an idea for something, like okay, I want to do a disc off disc, like where do you start? Well, just like start researching who makes disc golf discs, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like who can print Innova. full color on one. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I, these particular discs are disc craft. Um, okay. and I feel that, you know, it's a well-rounded disc and a lot of people are familiar with that. It's the buzz. It's mm-hmm. a mid range driver and they just do such an amazing job of the print quality. It's like, nice. and for me, that's, that's an art piece. Yeah, right. It's also a Frisbee. Golf yeah, you can hang that on your wall yeah, easily yeah. with a thumbtack. It's uh-huh. like, boom, it becomes a circular piece. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's just about research, you know, and and like this day and age, you can like figure out anything if you want to. And so that's what I've done with every single product is like, if I have an idea for a product, find out who's really good at making it and Mm. then approach them and see if we want to work together. Or, you know, if it's a situation where you just, send them images and they produce a product just like hooking up and like making products so i mean along those lines i've been super fortunate to have some really amazing partners in that realm in the like licensing field which is something i'm really like focused on right now and some huge partners have been like liberty puzzles you know another Mm -hmm, local mm -hmm. boulder company here in town we've been working together for 10 years now we have oh wow 25 plus puzzles, you know, and awesome. this is just such an awesome way to team up with a company who's like kicking ass mm-hmm. and then giving them artwork that kicks ass and then we like kick ass together. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so that's like an example of like one that's really like pretty awesome you know uh, i mean that list is long and i I don't want to like leave anybody out but just to mention a few quickly is like grassroots like i've had a really amazing relationship with grassroots the last like i don't even know how many years 10 years or whatever we've been Mm -hmm. working together Mm -hmm. making these just totally killer hats you know and and hoodies and like all these other things like those guys are awesome to work with they hustle hard they you know they take the artwork and they they put it on these cool things and then they push it out in the world you yeah, know? they're yeah. doing a really good job just working hard uh Third Eye Tapestries is another company that I love working with Vincent and those guys over there it's, it's really awesome um it just really just kind of goes on and on. You know, I'm working with pop sockets. I'm working with sticker giant. I, I nice. work with just really like lots of different brands and company. Minute key is another like company I've teamed up with to make these house keys with my artwork. Oh on yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I went got, to, I got uh, one of those. Yeah. Nice. I went
0: to home Depot when we moved into our new house and I was like, I need a spare key. And I saw that there was a Phil Lewis option and I chose that
1: option.
2: <laughs> so That's some right wild okay, shit, man. man. Yeah, That's awesome. Thanks.
1: Yeah. And I find it fascinating too is like, almost any store i go to in boulder has a phil lewis something, something like <laughs> Yeah, my dispensary you know yeah. uh, this art gallery down the street like mm-hmm. are you just I suppose maybe do you not have social anxiety or something because <laughs> yeah. it seems like you, I feel like everywhere I go, you've talked to these people and formed a relationship yeah. and work together.
2: No. Yeah. You know, I, it's a combination of a lot of things. Like for one, like when it comes to my artwork, I definitely hustle really hard. Like mm-hmm. I put it out there. It's my livelihood. Like I, I don't really have a choice. Like this yeah. is it. Like especially I'm with
0: a son now. Yeah. Right. And,
2: this space, this you space, know, like yeah, I really yeah. need to like make this happen. So I, I live and breathe this 24 seven. It's like my everything. So I'm always out there like pushing my art and hustling my art hard, trying to get it up where I can and turn as many people onto it as, as I possibly can. Um, the other side of that is that when, when you do the work like that, like, you're gonna find your fans, you're gonna find the people that really do appreciate your artwork, and they're gonna to want to support you and and hold you up as well. So a lot of like, you know, some of the like biz, local business owners are, are fans of my artwork that have purchased pieces and they just put them up in their businesses because they like the art. Oh, okay. And it's cool. not that I've necessarily pushed them to do that, they've just like been turned onto it and they mm-hmm. dig it. And that's the supreme blessing for me. It's like yeah, unbelievable it's awesome. that this many people have reacted the way they have my work, I could mm-hmm. never have fathomed it, you know? Yeah. but wild. I just kind of like really kept like I kind of mentioned earlier, just like keep the faith really, you know, and just and just go for it and believe in yourself and yeah. it'll happen. And do you have like um
1: maybe a specific or boiled down mission? Like wh- what are you doing? <laughs> what, are <laughs> what are you doing? doing? Because it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's beautiful and it makes a lot of people feel happy yeah. like all around here. I yeah. see Phil Lewis art yeah. and it brings joy to my heart. Like that's awesome. That's where all does I could it, ever ask. Yeah. Where does that come from?
2: Yeah. It comes from just sort of like trying to sort of reflect the like, Joy and like love that I've been given, you know, Mm -hmm. in my life. Like I feel super fortunate to be where I am, and like so, I'm trying to like bring that back around, you know. Mm -hmm. And and when people get stoked on my art, it just makes me more stoked, you know. And I want to keep being stoked, so I make some more art, and (laughs) more people get stoked, and it's just this awesome cycle of like inspiration that's just constantly flowing. It's Mm -hmm. totally amazing. And so I don't know that I have really like a goal. I'm super open to things shifting and changing and flowing and like I don't know what the future is going to bring but I'm pretty excited about it you know yeah. I don't I literally have no idea but what I want to do for now is just continue to show awesome art on these walls mm-hmm. and bring people into this like sphere that we're all kind of like participating and contributing to and yeah. so, so I really do think there's something there it's like call it a renaissance call it a I don't know a movement whatever it is like there's something happening uh-huh. in, with art right now I especially totally. in Colorado it's like is blown up and so to be able to have a venue that hosts that is just it's amazing
1: it's awesome yeah it's beautiful i'm curious like what is it like being on the side of throwing an art show for another artist it's awesome
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's so cool it takes like so much of the pressure off not that i feel too much pressure but it, it makes me sort of like I get to play this role of like host and that's like really fun to do. I get to like tell people about the art that's on the wall. That's not mine. And that's great. It's so cool. Like I can talk about other people's art almost more than I can talk about myself in Mm. a way. Like if I'm inspired by it, like, you know, when you guys have shows here, it's like awesome. I love it. I love to expose people to new art and so it's been really fun mm. and, you know an interesting example of that though was most recently we showed smiles work here yeah and yeah. smile for those of you guys listening who don't know is this anonymous street artist in boulder and does these really cool stencil multi-color stencil paintings on you know in alleyways on the back door of the boulder theater and just like all over downtown boulder and they're these little nuggets of like just mm-hmm. epic art that you'll find in like the most random spot and it's like
1: they're so beautiful so cool. Nobody. Yeah. Would ever dare yeah. get rid of those and cover right. them up? Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I felt super blessed to be able to show his stuff here because it was like this is artwork that's not usually obtainable in any way. Yeah, it's like physically attached to you know large things that you can't move. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to be able to show his work on, we did like a show on recycled materials like old stop signs and rusted pieces of steel and car doors like random super random found objects like upcycled into art and it was just an absolutely epic show everybody had a phenomenal time we sold a ton of it but one interesting component was that he was not here yeah <laughs> you know? i want to meet him so badly yeah. like, have you met him yeah i have I've met him okay. a couple of times we got to hang the show together he's a super awesome guy <laughs> yeah. i don't want to say too much he likes right. to protect yeah. his identity yeah. but you know the thing about it was like i had to field the majority the of the questions. questions. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. okay, who is this guy? Have you met him? And so that was interesting for me because I couldn't like hand people off to the actual artist. Right. You know, yeah, I couldn't yeah. be like, here's John or here's Andrew. It was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't ask me questions about his work. And, you know, I loved it. It was fun. It was, mm-hmm. it, was it was cool. But Amazing. it was interesting because it was like, I was hosting a show for an artist that wasn't even here. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard was heard
1: like, was the, like the mayor of Boulder like bought his
2: art or owns his art <laughs> but yeah, then it was really? the governor governor jared oh wow was, yeah he the governor in, yeah, he yeah. Bought yeah. A piece. it was so, great does he
0: do stuff elsewhere besides boulder smile
2: smile yeah he does he uh paris is another market oh for him. okay yeah, yeah he's over in france quite a yeah. bit apparently i've heard of that place <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> it's this little place over there yeah i just find that
1: so crazy like the governor comes here for his art but also, he can't be here because the cops want to come and arrest him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's,
1: some it's bizarre, wild shit. Totally bizarre.
2: <laughs> but awesome. His yeah. work is so beautiful. I really appreciate it. So. You
0: have one of his pieces, right? Yeah. yeah. I, bought one bought one. Chief
1: I bought Niwot. one right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was a beautiful piece.
1: Just moved to the town of Niawot. Right. Got a portrait of Chief Niawot, which means left-hand. I'm a left-handed artist. I had to buy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And very reasonably priced.
0: Nice. <laughs> very Nice. Yeah. Yeah, those are super rad. Um I had like more questions about this smile guy. <laughs>
2: <'Cause now> I'm <laughs> sure. i interested. Well, like, you know, it's part of the fun of this space is like hosting artists that you make not know a lot about. That's Mm -hmm. part of it for me is like exposing, you know, we have our community and people who know kind of like maybe they follow us all on social media and they know who we are. Maybe they know our work, but one of the other components is like introducing Boulder as a whole to this style of art, you know, and we get a ton of walk-in traffic and a lot of people from out of town, like Mm -hmm. Boulder actually has a pretty large tourist market. And so people come in visiting from all over the world and it's like, boom here's some awesome artwork you've probably never seen before you know and again just getting back to like that's what i want to do right now like Mm -hmm. that's really fun for me it's exposing you know this art to the world
1: yeah you're taking on the role and playing it well it's like is it uh do you ever come in here and want to get work done and you can't because people just keep talking to you
2: (laughs) i mean yeah yeah and that's a good thing you know it's a it's a blessing like when i first opened the space it was definitely a little more focused on the studio component like this wall over here was actually closed off so yeah for those of you guys listening who haven't been here there's a couple main rooms and the first room is the gallery space and the second room was originally conceived as like a studio. And so I had all my artwork set up in there, like big digital thing, a big massive corner workstation Mm -hmm. easels. I was like cranking art in there and it was totally awesome. But what happened was like, it just kind of kept getting interrupted you know yeah and, and that's a good thing for the space and for the art and for the community right. but for me when i'm in the zone trying to make <laughs> art it's not it wasn't that great so I, I sort of shifted a little bit and took my home studio my art back to my home studio mm-hmm. and we knocked down this wall over here so now there's a, a walkthrough into the second room which has kind of morphed more into secondary gallery space um I sell my laser set up in there. So kind of like a little mini laser lab where I'm customizing stuff. But for the most part, this place is definitely morphing into a gallery. Yeah.
0: yeah. We
2: got, oh, go
0: ahead. Do you have any uh, plans to expand?
2: We shall if, see. If you can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that. totally. No, no, we'll see. I, you know, I don't have any concrete plans, but yeah, yeah. there have been a couple of times where I'm like, wow, we could use more space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, Hell you know, yeah. primarily when we have these openings where the community shows up and it's just like packed in here and it's crazy. It's totally. super awesome. But, you know, this this place is, it's not huge. It's, it's you know, but it's potent. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, yeah. so far, so good with that. We'll see. I, I don't really know, but I wouldn't say it's beyond possibility to right. eventually move into a bigger space
0: nice. stay tuned would you stay in <laughs> yeah. boulder you think
2: yeah, yeah. boulder is, is totally home for me now yeah you know I've, I've been here for almost 20 years now and you know i met my wife here nice. my son here like yeah kind of planted my roots and built my life around this town i, I really love it here so rad yeah it'll be boulder
1: Sweet. What, what brought you to boulder
2: that's going way back again. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, well, okay. Non-linear podcast. Yeah, totally. We'll just jump right back. Um, you know, I, I went to college at, well, let me go further back than that. I grew up in Tahoe and it's a pretty small, it was a pretty small town. You know, um, I think we had about 6,000 year round residents where I was from. And so my high school was pretty small. And so, you know, when it came time to like leave high school and go to like a college somewhere, like something I wanted to do, um, I kind of wanted to go someplace small mm, yeah. <laughs> or not, just not huge. Like I actually looked at CU Boulder when, and, but it was like, Whoa, this is way too big. I'm freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up going to, to Colorado college, which is a smaller school in Colorado Springs. Mm. Nice. And it's a super awesome school. I loved it there. I had an amazing experience, but we did sort of like find ourselves coming to Boulder pretty often mm. for like Shows at the Boulder Theater and the Fox Theater, and and just like the culture in general in Boulder is like way more happening than Colorado Springs, at least it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I kind of had Boulder on my radar as like this like kind of cool college town that had a music scene, you know. And mm-hmm. and so when when we were uh, playing music after kind of jumping around here but after yeah. I graduated college I moved out to to LA to play music with my brothers this is oh, back in the story yeah. time yeah, well, yeah, yeah. back at the beginning of this whole <laughs> conversation <laughs> yeah. so I, I lived in LA for a couple of years and we just like kind of had enough you know We're, yeah like, we need to get out of here there's too much smog there's too much traffic it's way crowded it's insane it was great for the music but it was like we couldn't sustain our lives there yeah, yeah especially yeah. coming from Tahoe so yeah I was like what about Boulder? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I knew about Boulder from before, and I was like, it's kind of a cool place. There's this theater there, you know, like it's, it's like happening. It's pretty central for touring, you know. We were doing a lot of, we were touring around the Midwest a lot at that time, and it was like, well, if we lived in Colorado, it would be closer to like a lot of stuff. So, yeah, yeah maybe we should do that and it was Mm -hmm. like sure (laughs) we kind of like literally just like on a whim decided like let's pack up and move to boulder hell yeah so you know we originally moved out to longmont and kind of moved all over the place all over the county i've been up in the canyons and up north in lions and out and just everywhere around in between but um really found boulder to be like the home in the end of it all
1: yeah nice kind of a heart it's like the heart space of this area i i feel yeah, uh, personally mm-hmm. it's a nice place to be <laughs>
2: it's great yeah, totally it's amazing life is good in Boulder
1: <laughs> and um so another thing I'm just jumping around but you have this like awesome laser engraver in your studio <laughs> yeah what's sure. up with that? if anybody is in the local area come to Phil's and check it out just so to you, watch even <laughs> yeah so you can pick like a water bottle and then pick a design and then you'll print it on it or mm-hmm you've been doing like a lot of collaborations with other artists that have art shows here and you like mm-hmm. make these laser engraved pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just cool. Yeah, <laughs> it <was laughs> that's, cool. It's pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> it was super cool. Like, how'd you get hooked up with that? Yeah,
2: I, you know, God, I mean, I, I just like always had appreciated laser art. Like, and a lot of times, like, you know, it's come a long way in the last few years. There's A lot of, there's a lot of people doing it now. A lot of like geometric based, like, trippy stuff. Like Mm, when I first kind of was starting to get into it, there wasn't much of that. It was Mm -hmm. just what I appreciated about what I saw was the detail Mm -hmm. and like the fact that you could do it on a lot of objects like Mm. wood or acrylic or whatever, anything Mm -hmm. you want. So I was like into it as an idea. And at the time I was like, I feel like I want to try something new. And I was like, why not laser engraving? You know? <laughs> so I kind of started to research laser engravers and I found out that uh, Epilogue Laser um, is here in Golden, Colorado. They're mm. one of the only USA-based laser manufacturers. So oh, cool. I was like, well, I'll go take a tour of their factory. you know. So I went to go check them out and just like I brought a file with me so we could like try engraving something. We engraved like, I think it was the Tree of Life piece that I had made at the time mm. on a piece of wood. And it was like, boom. You're like so. It is cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I really like, I didn't at the time know what I was going to do with it. I was just like, right. I need to, to figure this out. I need to get one of these things and I need to make it happen. And mm. so, y- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of experimenting at the beginning, like trying different materials, trying different, like what it could get away with, what would work, how much detail was too much. And, you know, just mm-hmm. like playing around with stuff. I scorched a lot of wood at the beginning, you know, yeah. it's like you figure it out, but it's definitely very much a, like you gotta, it's like a learn as you go thing, you know, Yeah. You, you can research a little bit online, but when it really comes down to it, every machine is different. Like the wattage of the laser and the age of the tube, there's so many things that go into it and mm-hmm. you really have to learn your own machine. Even though, it out. Yeah. It's yeah. a little universal in terms of like kind of, but you really got to learn your own thing, you know, like right on. environment can play a lot into it. Like, Here we're in Colorado, it's pretty dry, it's pretty arid. So, wood reacts a little bit differently than it would if we were down south where it's thick and wet. So, you just learn about everything. And I don't know, it's turned into something that's like a really integral part of my art now yeah you know like even the art that i make when i'm making it in my sort of like photoshop you know digital realm i'm like thinking about like okay how is this going to engrave yeah maybe i should make this line a little thicker because i know i'm going to want to put it on a water bottle Uh later you know Uh like i have included the the potential laser engraving in my art yeah your process in the process so yeah, it's it's awesome, I love it. I use it every single day. I can't even imagine not having it now, it's crazy. <laughs> At the time, it was a major investment. It was like, oh my God, this is so, you know, this uh, is a big yeah, deal. I bet. And uh, I was pretty nervous about it, but in the end, it's it's totally, totally amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So it seems to me that you have a really good penchant for making the right decisions in terms of like your business like what to invest in, like mm-hmm. a laser engraver. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought of that. Uh, yeah. never. Like that's not the way that my brain works. So w- what goes into your decision-making process? Is it just a bunch of research? Uh, is it like you're just following your interests? Or what kind of, can you can you talk about your decision-making sure. process? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like I've always tried to trust, not to use the saying, but like to trust my gut, you know, trust my like intuition, like feel out like, is this a good idea? Is it not, you know, like, and really just sort of feel it out. Like at the time I had, I didn't really know about laser engraving, but I'm like, I know that if I learn this thing, I could do some cool stuff with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I could never have told you, you know, I've had this thing for six years, six years ago that I would be making a, multimedia collaboration with Chris Dyer to create this (laughs) freaking ridiculous totem statue. (laughs) (laughs) It's like vinyl and shell inlay and wood carving and like the whole thing. It's like, I had no idea that was possible, but I had an idea that maybe it would be an <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. inkling was, yeah. deep down in your gut. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I don't know. I, I've always like sort of, I, I, that being said, I do try and like weigh decisions heavily before mm-hmm. I make them. Like
0: you sleep on a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Or
2: don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just think things through, you know, it's like measure twice, cut once type scenario. Okay, yeah, like yeah, really yeah. think it through, like really, really weigh all your options and try and to be, that's my like, analytical side of my brain like right. really yeah, just yeah. crushing details, like figure this out. Um, so I kind of do that with like most decisions that I make weigh weigh the outcomes and just go for it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, you do have to be willing to take risks. Sure. Yeah. You know, like sure, investing sure. in the laser grazer, engraver is a major risk. No doubt. Investing in the space was a major risk. All sorts of things along yeah. the way have been risky, but if if you have the faith, you know, it's like go yeah. for it. Yeah. It seems like
1: if you have that gut feeling and you got to go for it and it's scary, Mm -hmm. I think you're a living example of like, yeah, fucking go for it (laughs) and it works out tremendously. And in ways that you couldn't visualize at that present uh, Mm -hmm. space that you are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, life is precious. Life is short. It's like, Mm -hmm. you got to do it now or never. It's like, we're in this moment right here, right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So feel it.
1: Yeah. Do you have, um, so, I mean, we hinted at maybe expanding the space, but Mm -hmm. do you have any, um, goals that you're working towards that you'd want to share?
2: Uh, you know, not really at the moment. Yeah, no, 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 no. like my plate is pretty damn full to be honest with you. Like I am like the next move is really going to be sort of building a team you know, Mm -hmm. like I've kind of been wearing all the hats myself and I've been happy to do that. And it's great to have that control and that oversight and getting to the decision-making. Like I make all the decisions. So up and you know, I've really tried to make smart decisions and I feel like I've done a pretty good job at that, but it's kind of getting to the point where things are pretty spread out and like, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm currently hiring a general manager for right. this space and we're, we're going to be building a team. So nice. I'm looking to sort of like expand the foundation and be able to take the next step into cool. more of a creative lead on it all and yeah, less yeah. of like the business administrative, yeah. like day to day customer service, like all these things mm. like, you know, I, there's so many hats that I wear right now. I need, yeah. I think I need to take a couple of them off. Yeah. It sounds yeah.
1: overwhelming. You yeah. Know.
2: It's insane. Hey, uh, sometimes I don't sleep <laughs> just thinking <laughs> about it all, but uh. I, I, I really try and keep in mind though, through it all that it's, I do all of this work. I hustle so hard in to, in so that I can make this art. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Like yeah. that's why I do it. Like right. when I, those moments when I'm like zenned out in the studio, just like, fully in the zone like making art i'm thinking about how grateful i am to be doing this you yeah. know and it puts all that crap to the side mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah. it does not matter how hard Absolutely. it is it's like this is what matters and the fact that i even get to do this is just the hugest blessing in the world
1: oh yeah okay yeah. it's awesome Beautiful. do you have
0: uh do you have any advice for younger artists uh whether it's business advice sure creative
2: there could be a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the key components I think, and this is something I really focused on when I was first starting, is is trying to develop a body of work that's congruent. You know, it has to look like your art. Yeah. And, and when I first started, I was messing around with all kinds of things. Like I was doing a little bit of sculpture. I even did some pottery at one point, you know. I'm just like messing around with all kinds of stuff, metalwork whatever, figure drawing, painting, like drawing, all sorts of things. And so really what it is is you want to develop your voice as an artist. And that comes from continuing to do something (laughs) Mm -hmm, over and over and over and find out what you're good at and what you like to do and then do that over and over and over and develop a body of work that's uniform, that's recognizable, that's unique that somebody could be like, oh, that's that's a John Speaker. Boom. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's an Andrew North, That's a Phil Lewis. It's like you gotta, you have to you have to develop something unique. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like at the core of it all. It's like, it's like you can be super good at business and you can have all these great marketing ideas, but it's like if what you're marketing and putting your business ideas behind is not solid enough, it's not gonna work. You know. Yeah. And right. so really that comes from just like you gotta grind you gotta Get in do studio. It. yeah you gotta, gotta, gotta make your art <laughs> you gotta keep making your art you know like I it's been 15 years since I decided to do this as like a full time gig and, and it's evolved and changed a lot in that time you know mm-hmm. but I've always just like really focused on on this art and like making it and so I, I would just say, just keep making art. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know solid advice. We all know that you gotta just keep making our <laughs> art. But eventually, it's like developing a body of work that is your own, mm-hmm. that is something you can get behind and push, is really kind of paramount.
1: And it seems like once you kind of discover that, then you can take on more roles, and that art yeah. is going to be in that world that you've created. You know, mm-hmm. you can keep expanding and mm-hmm. growing. Totally.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of to for me at this point, you know, like I'm way into this (laughs) Yeah, this is my thing now. And it's kind of like, I know the channels that I'm going to sort of like send my stuff through while I'm even making it. I'm like, Oh, this is a piece that's going to be good for that and good for this and good for this. You know, that's my business mind thinking, but I'm still just like, just really inspired to create stuff that I don't know, just makes me feel good about what I'm doing. Absolutely. And that's come from years and years of doing it.
1: Totally. Have you ever taught an art workshop, like art and business workshop? No,
2: I haven't. But, you know, that that sort of like rekindles a fire in the back of my brain there. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is something that I want to do. You know, nice. I, I want to I sort think. of like try and teach in some way, some capacity. I don't know what that is yet, but eventually I know that's something on, that's on my like bucket list. It's yeah. like to be able to sort of like... Really focus on inspiring people who are looking to do what I've done. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like I, my art inspires a lot of people, but to inspire other artists, that's just yeah. like, whoa, catapult. Mm, yeah, yeah. That could be really awesome. Yeah.
1: So. Please offer one because I want to take it. Yeah. <laughs> take that shit too. <laughs> noted,
2: noted. We'll make it happen. <laughs> totally.
1: I find it interesting. You're so effective at um, communicating. Like, uh, we throw a question at you, and you're just like, yeah, this Ready. is it. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. it's awesome. <laughs> oh, crazy. It, like, uh, y- yeah, you're like a Zen master without being in the monastery, which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
2: damn, yeah. Well, we're kind of in the monastery. We're in my monastery. Yeah, yeah right. Point. There's I a lot of know. mandalas. Yeah. I don't know, man. I You know, what something I think that's, that's also at the core is – just being authentic, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like doing what you, what, what comes to you, don't try and guide it, like just let it happen. And I've always kind of done that. And even with like fielding questions, like yeah, yeah. just answer them. Just mm-hmm. know, don't yeah. like think Plain about like what you're answering. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've always tried to just let myself speak through. Yeah. Um, and I think that happens in my art too. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, it's, it's just like, just like speak truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, where do you think that comes from inside of you? Like where do you feel it? Like where do you act from? Is it like out of your mind or your heart? Or I mean, you just kind of
2: I I feel it's an absolute combination of heart mind, mm-hmm. you know? It's like yeah, I, I feel this joy, I feel this love, I want to express it, but then like how do I you have to sentence that? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah how yeah. do I yeah. make that happen in my yeah. brain? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and so those two things communicate back and forth and it's about I don't know, my art is definitely very analytical. It's very mathematical, it's very sequenced and focused mm-hmm. but it's also totally expressing love in yeah, a way. Yeah. you know i'm like trying to sort of like reflect these things that i've been given in my life and and show them through mm-hmm. this medium it's like i don't know if this is always going to be the medium but this is what right. it is now you know and yeah, it's yeah. like i i think really hard about it and then i blast it out there
1: mm-hmm. nice <laughs> yeah and to that do you ever like would you ever let art take a back seat if that's what it wanted to do in your journey or is it like something like i the art has to be the centerpiece of what i'm doing
2: no 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 i'm totally open like i i feel that as artists we are choosing a medium in which to express ourselves sure whether that's visual media or dance or singing or playing an instrument it's like all these things are an expression of yourself, of mm. your soul in a way. And yeah. so it's really about you. It's not about what you're making, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that that's also kind of going back to being like authentic with it. It's like, you just want to express what you want to express. Like right. how, what's the best way to express it for you? Exactly. Maybe mm. it's drawing, maybe it's dancing, who knows, you know, yeah. there's so many different ways to express yourself and I'm totally open to another way of coming along, you know, like before I was making visual artwork, I was playing music. Like I was completely like in love with playing the bass. Like that was it for me at the time. It was like, this feels right. Like I was able to sort of like channel my energy and my, and my feelings through the bass strings and like just let it jive with the, you know, it was awesome. I love that. I love playing music. I, you know, I miss it. Um, but art, came in and it was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, art's pretty awesome too. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. down with that. So it's really about like feeling like feeling it out, you know, don't be right. afraid to try new things. Like
1: who knows what you're going to end up just remain, finding, remain open to whatever comes and, to you and yeah. listen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, uh, I, I'm just curious, do you ever, uh, experience waves of like depression?
2: I've, i experience waves of stress. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like there's times where it's like, whoa, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and I often I'm like, man, I brought this upon myself, you know? Like, uh-huh. ah, I'm the only person that can deal with this because I chose to do it, right. yeah. and, you know? Um, and then, then I'm like, oh, did, did I make the right decision? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To decision making. you
0: just go down that yeah,
2: hole. You can, you can spiral down, yeah. but you know, it's like r- really important to sort of like try and just ax that doubt, you know? It's like, yeah. get that out of there. It's not it's not doing anything. All it's doing is making it worse. Right. It's like, yeah. so if you can just try and like eliminate the self-doubt You'll raise yourself back up, you know. Mm, yeah. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I've like really I've been fortunate to like never really experience like severe depression. Like mm-hmm. I, I really feel blessed in this life. I, I've had a joyful, love filled existence. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Know? And it's beautiful. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know I try and focus on that. I try mm-hmm. and stay sure stay in that lane.
1: Sure. I think that's great too to have like to be born into such a nice life and not take it for granted and actually convert that into creativity, you know,
0: and something that helps other people Mm -hmm. or reflects that, you know, niceness and, and blessing of a life.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, yeah, it makes your heart feel warm just to be in the space, you know it's always <laughs> that's awesome, a, man. it's always a joy like if you, even if you're closed and you walk by, you're like, oh yeah, there's Phil space, so you come in for an art show or something and it's just this place beaming with love. And I think it's a reflection of you and what you're doing. And I think that's like that's what it's all about. I mean, at a certain point, it seems like all roads lead towards loving other people and creating space for yeah. people to love each other.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> it's all love, man. It's all love. We're <laughs> <You're>
1: doing it. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
2: You know, it's it's funny actually to sort of like sit here and feel that and think that in a way just because I did come from more of like an aversion to like um not aversion to love, but like I grew up as like a skate punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. I listened to like, you know, Megadeth and yeah. Iron Maiden and ACDC and no, no effects and like all these like hardcore punk bands. And mm-hmm. it's like, that was me just finding myself and like doing sure. it all. But like, I do sort of feel like there's like elements of that a little bit in my work too. Like I yeah. do like to, to walk that line between like, well, what's edgy, what's mm-hmm. not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's love, what's not. And so, I, cause there is, I don't want to come off as like fully joyful all, yeah. all the time, you know, sure, like sure. I go through stuff too. So it's like, there's this balance between the dark and the light that I think we all walk, and yeah. I, I try and like I try and work that into my work.
0: Well, I mean, maybe like you know, expressing love is edgy these days.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it kind of is. It, yeah, I think it kind of
0: <laughs> is. <It> definitely <laughs> triggers people too. You know, like
1: Eric mm-hmm. can I've look at you guys all being nice to each other <laughs> and happy. It's <laughs> yeah. your
2: problem. I'm trying, man, I'm trying. Yeah,
1: but I think it's all good. That's especially like I don't know if anybody listening like I, I think. Most people go through a period of their life, even if their life is great, of like rebellion and like yeah. a- anger at the world, because you have to integrate that dark side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you're just like happy, positive all the time, and you're pushing down your negativity, it's gonna come off as like not genuine
0: or weird. Yeah, or just like one day you'll just pop, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. just like punch a picture of your family or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: yeah it goes back to the balance it's like right. you know balance is is everything and so just totally. try and keep it together oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah focus on the positive yeah believe in yourself yeah. but i feel like we are kind of like opening a new chapter right now i mm-hmm. think it's like it's bigger than just me in my space it's mm-hmm. it's like 2020 you know yeah. it's like yeah, oh, yeah it's like time sure. to see clearly you know it's, yeah, like seriously yeah. yeah yeah i feel like we're on the, the cusp of something and so I just want to make sure that I, I can make that transition with the um, at my fullest potential mm-hmm, sure. and I feel like I'm I'm working really hard at this space and it's going great, but I, I want to make some more art.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Evolve it and grow it. And you're also showing an example in a way like passing that threshold of like, you know, Hey, you can, you can do this too in your own unique way. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's cool to have people like you really going for it because you, show the potential of what we all can do yeah. if we set our
2: mind to it. Totally. Right. So. And I, I'm not this like superhuman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? right. I'm just like a, a dude and I had an idea <laughs> and I, I'm doing it. I'm making art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it, I'm, it's, it's hard too. you know, it's not like, it's like super easy. Like, right. It, it's a lot of work. And so you just have to like, not be afraid of work. Yeah. Like, right. You got to mm-hmm. work yeah. hard. Like, embrace it. Being an artist is not easy. Yeah. So. And but. any, any
1: life being worth lived, isn't it's, easy. It's going to have a lot of hard work in it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, instead of wanting it to be easy, I guess find what you love and work hard have towards it that. would be fulfilling mm-hmm. yeah. rather than easy,
0: you mm-hmm. know? Totally. I mean, just do what matters. Do what gives your life meaning and purpose, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, do you have any, like, I guess we already asked advice for young artists, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Oh, what's your favorite color? I forgot that. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I got
2: to go blue on this <laughs> Yeah, one. I was going to say, oh, I, bet it, I bet it's I blue. got to go blue. I think that's probably from growing up in Tahoe. It's yeah. like mm. the bluest lake in the world, you know. It's oh, like so damn blue. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And the sky is so blue in Colorado. It's hard to get away from that. Just yeah. deep cobalt blue. Yeah. It's so I use a lot of blue. Nice. I use mm. a lot of yellow. I use a lot of everything, but like there's, yeah. blue. there's a lot of blue in there. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Nice.
0: I kind of, I kind of pegged you as a, a blue guy. Honestly, so I'm glad that, I'm that so it's blue. confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of blue in your artwork. So,
1: what's your sign?
2: <laughs> Gemini. Hey. I walk that line, you know. <laughs>
0: Same. Um, <laughs> nice. All right. What's your uh, email address, phone number, and physical address?
2: Social security. If you want to find me, the best way is just Phil Lewis Art be yeah. that instagram facebook website everything right. just it's all across for Lewis the board Art. yep to It's totally um you can contact us through the website instagram anywhere you want yeah just, here i am
1: awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: and if and you're
0: around the shop yeah yeah i'm here most days wearing um, a bunch of hats Apparently, totally <laughs> With
2: many hats yeah. just look to the dude a lot of hats we're uh <laughs> we're open every single day noon to six i hope to keep it that way Nice. Cool.
1: yeah if you're ever in boulder or near boulder come check it out 2034 awesome. yes 2034 pearl, pearl oh yeah phil lewis gallery is how it appears on it's google it's technically it's phil lewis art phil lewis art just, just like art. look up phil lewis art yep yeah, it
2: comes right at you <laughs> <laughs> bam yeah. yeah
1: check him out and also uh in phil's studio area we have a collab together we do up there. it's, it's oh. on the
2: wall so many people comment on that piece john i can't yeah. even tell you i'm surprised yeah. it's still there to yeah. be honest maybe somebody will want to like comment Come and buy it check yeah. it out yeah. Check it out. it's pretty epic
0: maybe they'll uh, make the comment i'd like to buy this
2: please uh, <laughs> multi-layered <laughs> laser cut fantastic That's oh awesome. yeah yeah. A lot of hand-painted elements by John there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. Shell inlay on the eyeball. It's pretty Ooh. next level. Come yeah. check it out. It's badass. Come buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Just come buy come it. Come
1: check it out. <laughs> come buy it. Help me pay my bills. Come support Phil. Give him a hug. <laughs>
2: yeah. But yeah. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being on this podcast with us, Phil. Thank you, it was, guys. It was great to get to know you a little better. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank yeah. you. It's a pleasure. I hope oh, yeah. you guys enjoyed listening. Awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. All right, peace out, everybody. We love y'all. We love you. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast.
1: For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com.
0: And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at Andrew dot norris dot arts on instagram and andrewnorrisarts.com is my website i also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings
1: and you can find me john speaker my website is johnspeaker.com. on instagram i'm at john speaker, and on facebook john speaker art
0: And we want to give a special thanks to Blair Speaker, John's lovely wife and creative director of the podcast. She also updates the website and does all the podcast notes. So thank you, Blair.
1: And we'd also like to thank Tyler Billman. He created the music for this podcast. You can find Tyler on SoundCloud and Instagram. His name is getbillsman. That's G-E-T-B-I-L-L-S-M-A-N.
0: Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. (laughs)